Let's see, are we back? Okay, hold on a second. We'll check that. Check this. I'm pretty sure we might have screwed that up. Alright. Hello? Let's see what happens on the other side of this. I know we're all right with... Oh, there I am. Alright, so that wasn't too bad, was it? I'm sorry. Now, we might have lost Rockfin for the evening. Which is upsetting, but let me just double... Let me just double check. I think we lost Rockfin for the evening because of that. And as far as Rumble goes, are we live? Let me see. Back on Rumble? Okay, perfect. Alright, so it wasn't that bad, but unfortunately we lost our... We lost our Rumble, um, our Rockfin audience, and we are back on everything else. So, I, there's no, there's no explanation. Sometimes technology is just very finicky, but we, we didn't lose any time. Pretty much, it's 7:02 p.m. Welcome to the show. It is August 11th, 2022, and it's quite frankly on a Thursday night. Now, what do we have going on tonight? I have a question. I have a, I have a couple of questions, a couple of topics that we're going to be going through. Some announcements. I have a great. I mean, I have a music video premiere for uh, Silent Knife, um, the new new single that was produced here in studio uh, by my brother Anthony and Mike, Petey Face. So that'll be after the intermission. Got a great, great, atmospheric, awesome, poppy, melodic song for you for break. And uh, and then more. But the big thing here is we're going to ask a question about an, the obvious plot. Now we have we have plots that are combining and merging, and we all know what direction, general direction, it's going in. But we haven't really spoken about real reaction outside of people's generalized calls or questions about civil war, which is really a, a mainstream media talking point at this point. And I, I believe that they are stoking that more and more. And, and this will, I'll add more and more to these thoughts as we go on. But it's about the obvious march toward an arrest, indictment and an arrest of Donald Trump. Okay. From very crazed people. We have great clips tonight. We got that. Uh, we have Twitter that's making fortification efforts known from now. They're going to help make sure that misinformation and anything else that can harm people, physically or otherwise, during the midterms is taken care of on their end. And then we have a really, really great story in the second half of the show about a couple that transitioned to homestead life in the mountains from Southern California, left Southern California, almost like our buddy Matteo Lundgren, and... Um, I want to talk about this and maybe open up the lines, not only to questions about where this is all leading and what the reaction is going to be, but also, do you have any life-saving transition stories? And I'm not talking about your gender. I'm not talking about that because there are no gender transitions that are life-saving. But here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I am, uh, I'm happy to have you here. On a Thursday, let's just get into it. First thing I want to do is thank my sponsors. That is SecretNatureCBD.com. And I just have, I put a little bit of their Melon Frost Sativa in the car. So whenever I go home, I can have a little bit of Melon Frost and just 
hang out. They're a wonderful, wonderful company that has a long, rich history of cultivating organic, high-quality CBD flower, cannabis flower. High in CBD, low in THC. Got your full-spectrum cannabinoid blast to the face, although you don't get high. It's just, it's just something that your cannabinoid system and your body attaches to and feels complete. Get that good aura feeling going for you. And you don't have to smoke it either. You can vape it. You can, uh, you got the oil and the tinctures. Go check out secretnaturecbd.com. Use promo code FRANKLY. All right. All right. So I have, a, I have an exciting announcement I want to make to everybody. You all know about what happened last week with the Reddit when the lynch mob came for us. Well, I have a new exciting thing to show you, and that is not on the screen because I had to redo everything. And there it is. Okay, so we're on quitefrankly.tv right now. If you go to quitefrankly.tv and you hit forum, it will take you to the brand new Quite Frankly forum that I uh, I set up with Lauren the other day. We opened it up, up an account on vBulletin. This is a forum that is dedicated just to our listeners. It's easy to sign up. I have already populated it with uh, three or four threads here. There is a thread, and I'll get around to them all soon, but there's a thread about, are you a nurse or a medical professional? And we want your story. We have a nurse friend of ours in the audience that said, Frank, you should do a thread about stories that nurses and doctors have, have had. Funny stories, uh, gross stories, uh, weird stories, all that. She said that we have many. So I set that up. Uh, there is the walking in on your parents doing it thread. I told you about that. Uh, there is, tell us about some strange things you have seen in the woods. That one has already had a couple of responses. Good stuff going there, because I've shared that one directly. And then reoccurring dreams repository. I started that up, where I would love to get people to just drop in reoccurring dreams. They don't have to be prophetic, but they could be. They don't have to be scary. They can be joyous. They can just be odd and a little bit random. But as long as they're recurring, I would love to know about your recurring dreams. This thread, uh, this forum, I'm so happy about because it feels so cozy to me that it's just for us and it's not connected to a larger social media platform. Go ahead. Go there. You're able to register. You're able to start your own topics for discussion, for debate, for group investigation, whatever. Hell, you may have some discussion ideas in there that develop so nicely that it will become part of a future show. So have at it. Don't be an edgelord. And we're going to have a good time. So quite frankly, TV, hit that forum button and the Reddit has been replaced. So everybody out there who was a little hesitant of jumping in on any of those show threads because they did not want to go and interact with Reddit, you have no excuse now. And for everybody who, ever, who already went to Reddit to be a part of all the fun, this is an easier sign-up process than that and even less that you have to worry about. So that's number one. Um, and while I'm here, I should probably show you something else, actually. So on the front page, underneath the, you know, underneath the, here, the video and the chat embed, you have, remember, the upcoming guest schedule so right underneath here's the upcoming guest schedule in case you ever wanted to check that out and right next to it is the sign up for the email emergency mailing list 
It is a free mailing list. It's an emergency. It's only we only use it when like we get banned from one place or another or suspended. Uh, but I will say that once we get to ten thousand signups, which we still have a, a little ways to go, once we get to ten thousand signups, there we are going to consider putting together a monthly newsletter, updates, highlights, fun stuff, maybe a, a an an, a, an offering from us to people out there, whatever it is, uh, which will be the precursor to our print newspaper that I would love to do quarterly one day. I, will, I, I love the idea of print and publishing and doing something old fashioned and awesome. Something that you can hold that smells like a newspaper, that feels like a newspaper, that tastes like a newspaper. So please, Go check out quitefrankly.tv because we have slowly crafted it to be a really cozy home for all things revolving around this show. All right, that's all I have as far as personal announcements. Go do that. Become a sponsor. Here's a headline from Signs of the Times from Europe. Remember all those farmer protests? Well, there's a little bit more on this. Netherlands to shut down 11,200 farms to meet climate goals. If you have, um, this is from Peter from Sweden, Peter Sweden. I follow him on Twitter. If you have followed my reporting, you probably know about the protests happening in the Netherlands. Tens of thousands of farmers had taken to the streets to protest against new climate goals, which will force farmers to shut down their farms. They have set hay bales on fire on motorways and dumped manure and even blocked supermarket distribution centers. Now, now they're saying that around one-fifth of the farms will be closed to shut down. According to calculations done by the finance ministry, a whopping 11,200 livestock farmers will be forced to shut down by government to reduce nitrogen emissions in order to meet European environmental rules. Another 17,600 farmers would need to reduce the amount of animals they keep to meet the climate goals. This is all suicide. Suicide. Uh, this is bad, to say the least, because there are about 54,000 farms in the Netherlands, meaning that around one-fifth of the farms will be forced to shut down, almost one-third of farms forced to scale down to reduce livestock, meaning that thousands and thousands of farmers will be losing their livelihoods in order to meet government climate goals for people who do not care about anything at all. They are literally going to make people lose their livelihoods in order to meet climate goals. This is crazy. Not only that, think about all the food that will be lost as a result of this. Oh, they, hey, they, listen, that's why they want you in the backyard picking picking slugs and crickets off of your rose bushes for dinner. The state is planning on forcing farmers to sell their farms to the state. That's really what it's all about. State-sanctioned appropriation of farms and land. Now, where have I heard about this kind of thing before? Oh, yes, under communism. I told you that this is... Well, no, no, communi the communists just come and take it. This is a... Um, this is a... This is fascism. It masquerades as some kind of a market situation. Uh, this, this is what's happened over here in the United States. All the depressions that were caused via rumors, depressions that were kept going via national uh, central banking and all their stupid policies. It's about being able to make sure that people lose their shirts and then buying up everything they lost for pennies on the dollar. Catherine Austin Fitz talks about it a lot. 
But you know who probably thinks that this is a great idea that we go and reduce missions and kill off all the farms? This guy. Uh, somebody found a person that was outside of Trump Tower protesting, saying we need to arrest Donald Trump right away. You remember Nick Fad was talking about the people outside of Trump Tower protesting yesterday? Well, here is a, uh, a little bit of the, the intellectual firepower that these people bring with themselves. Take a listen to this. It's a 19-second clip. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. Yeah. Is this he, he done talking. He done talking. No, the problem is, the, the, the problem is squeaky voice. You never stop talking. And there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was the prototypical assembly line Democrat. That's it right there. Right off the factory line. What a fucking loser. Takes a day off from work. No, I, I, I'm retired. I made all my billions. Now I'm out here to do... Takes off a day of something. Finger painting. To go out there and just be worthless. Absolutely worthless. Absolutely worthless. I'll tell you something else he probably thinks is a really, really great idea, too. Here is from Revolver. There's some there's some history being made in uh, women's rugby. Overseas, I believe. I think this is overseas. Absolute unit. Meet the hottest, biggest new thing in women's rugby. His name is Julia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we over here at Revolver now officially have a favorite rugby player. Go, Julia. Not only is our boy Julia dominating these puny bio females, Julia is also getting people canceled off of Twitter. That is not Alpha Chad. Uh, if that's not Alpha Chad, then what is? Here it is uh, for more from Media Research Center on this. A transgender man. Oh, well, I guess a, a man. Well, they say trans man means that you're a woman going to man. So, transgender, a man who helped an Irish woman's rugby team win. It's like that movie, um, the Rodney Dangerfield movie, Ladybugs, when nobody knew that Jonathan Brand, actually, I don't know, young enough, you can put a wig on a boy and maybe, but seriously, you didn't know that Jonathan Brandis was a, a, a boy? A transgender man who helped an Irish woman's rugby club win a uh, champion transmanship. <laughs> God. By an embarrassing margin, says he did it for the sisterhood. With the male Julia Valentino upsetting the competitive balance of the sport, the LGBT Gaelic football team destroy Na Gael Aricha. Aracha. Did anybody out there speak Gaelic? destroyed the competition in the recent Dublin Junior J Shield football final. And get this, Twitter suspended a number of women's rights accounts that posted Valentino's picture to point out the unfairness. Breitbart reported that outrage has hit the Irish sporting world after a women's LGBT football team with a trans player beat their final opponent by eight goals. Eight goals. I, I, I don't know how many times I've told my 
gay friends and family. Listen, at the very least, you've got to distance yourself from the T on the LGBT. You, you must. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. This is, the, that is, uh, come, that's a whole other level. Whole other level. So, imagine being all the lesbians on the, the lesbian, the lesbian uh, rugby team all of a sudden gets dominated by a man. They've been, they've been trying to avoid that their whole lives. <laughs> oh, it just writes itself at this point. All right. And then finally, we have a time traveler from the year 2090, which gives us hope that we're actually going to make it to 2090. That's another what? 60-something years? 2090. 68 years, right? Well, they're here. Gives a chilling warning for this week that costs many lives, so please pay attention. Time travel enthusiasts have been thrown a bone from a social media user who claims to have uh, to be from the year 2090, warning us of a terrifying disaster now just days away. I just want to remind you that on September 10th, we have a uh, on a Saturday, September 10th, we have a time traveler coming on with us, Andrew Basiago, who is a part of Project Pegasus. That's going to be a very interesting night. I've been waiting a long time to do that conversation. A self-proclaimed time traveler has warned of a devastating storm that will cost many lives. The worst hurricane in history has been predicted to hit the United States East Coast as soon as Sunday, August 14th. That is this Sunday. So where is it? According to Facebook user Kim Wendell Nekos, who claims to be from 68 years in the future, Hellish havoc is about to be wreaked on South Carolina. We usually know when there is a, a hurricane coming like four or five days out. We are now three days out, and I haven't heard anything about this. The social media post has left one-time travel hopeful already hailing them as the chosen one. Kim wrote, warning everyone, I'm the time traveler from 2090. On August 14th, the worst hurricane in history hit South Carolina. This will be first ever Category 6. With wind speeds over 250 miles per hour. Known as the first one. It causes billions in damage and many people lose their lives. Be safe, everyone. So, I I don't know. I guess be on the lookout, but I have not heard anything about this. Hey Siri, what's the weekend forecast? Looks like there will be partly cloudy skies and clear skies this weekend. Daytime temperatures will hover around 82 degrees. Okay. About clear skies this weekend, 82 degrees. So, well, I guess it's not going to hit us, so what, what do I care, right? Isn't that everybody's mentality about these things? Oh, those poor people. Thank God I am where I am. Well, no Hurricane 6 this weekend. I think this time traveler is a full of shit person. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to jump into the show now. The pre-show is over. Stick with me. Share it far and wide. Share the link. And we will be right back. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. The 
those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! next welcome to the show quite frankly superchat.com is how you can contribute contribute your thoughts and also to support the show because all the other super chats they are scattered all about this is the one way that I could make it universal for anybody no matter where they're watching whether we're live or on the on uh, uh, you know on watching in rerun or something like that we have people who are now starting to send super chats in the middle of the night for the next day and that's terrific that's terrific so we have been talking ladies and gentlemen about the escalation of force that we witnessed this week alone and it's always, it's always there's always something piling on top of the other thing is never uh it, it's it's not nobody is ever going to relent so it's escalation of force it's not only been about the raid in florida which was the big story this week not to be outdone by the fact that there is a um the blatant militarization of the irs where they want people they want people to sign up. I know that they clean this off of the requirements, the job description, but you have to be capable to handle a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. That's the IRS. Okay? That's the IRS. Police aren't even allowed to be rough with people anymore. So, we've been talking about this escalation of force and it all really drips together because not only is the move on Donald Trump in very big public ways a, a, a part of this, which goes hand in hand with what they're doing with the whole January 6th thing, with the implications of the Alex Jones, um, the show trial, the defamation trial, what does that mean for us? And then uh, the, the confiscation of phones of members of Congress. This is the only thing that you can tell. This feeds all into the big picture. And I had this clip that was brought to my attention. It was set aside. It was a part of Dr. Steve Turley's, I guess, daily roundup that I thought was pretty interesting. And around the 10-minute mark, he brings in a clip from Newt Gingrich as he appeared on, I forgot what, her, Laura Ingram's show. And he just says things that are very very on point and based about the whole situation as far as the mentality that we're up against. And then I want to I want to listen to that just for a second and then go into some thoughts and pose a question to the audience which hopefully will generate some really good 
first half calls and, uh, and, and bleed into the second half. We'll take some calls there as well. So let's do that right now, shall we? Here we, here we go. And Perry, and Newt did not hold back. Mr. Speaker, these tactics for those who throw around the, casually throw around the word fascist, uh, it reminds me of, you know, the days I lived in the Soviet Union as a student. You didn't know what they were going to take from you at any minute of the day. They'll take anything. A book, a, yeah, a backpack, yeah, anything. I think, they're, I, think they're, I think they're actually more Bolsheviks than fascists. Mm. Uh, but I think clearly, first of all, under our Constitution and the whole idea of separation of powers, by what right does the, and I say this as a former Speaker of the House, so I've been through this, by what right does a member of the executive branch come into a legislative branch elected official into his home and take his phone? I mean, that is an act, frankly, of destroying the American Constitution. And I increasingly agree with Mark Levin, who says we're right at the edge of a post-constitutional America. Well, I, I think that Mark is way off on that. This is a post-constitutional America. Certainly. Every once in a while we get some nice little wins, but well, come on now. Uh, I cannot overstate for our viewers, as a historian, as a Speaker of the House, as somebody who's watched this for literally my entire lifetime, we are on the precipice of a group of truly evil people who are prepared to destroy the Constitution and the rule of law and who are proving it every day. Now, they destroy the Constitution, but he harps on evil, which I think is really, really good here. And we ought to quit applying to them the kind of questions that would apply to normal people. These aren't normal people. They are liars. They are bad people doing bad things. And they're going to do more bad things until they're stopped. And the way to stop them is at the election this fall. The Constitution... <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way. For sure. For sure. But, but we were talking about evil... I'm, I, I, I don't know. It's very hard to have these conversations because if you're going to be realistic, if you're going to be realistic about, about how, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, uh, it, it's, it's, not, it's not, in historical terms, not usually fixed by voting. We can continue to do this, continue to try to wake people up, to continue to marginalize evil people and try to isolate them and find a way to, to, to actually bring about rule of law in, in some kind of way where they can be prosecuted and, 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 and isolated in prison and, and, and broken apart like we were doing with the Weather Underground before they were all let out of prison and became UCLA teachers. So... I. I, I that this is why I, this is why I can't watch television, obviously, because every once in a while somebody will come up and say the right thing. Yes, yes, we're we're dealing with people who have evil motiva uh, motivations. They have absolutely no real connection to reality. They have no connection to any kind of good set of morals. There's nothing there. They don't care about your boundaries. They don't care about what they have to do to be able to subjugate you. Okay, well that sounds pretty serious. How do you want to deal with this? Well, it's obvious we have to vote them out. <laughs> I mean, we'll try what we must. We'll try. We'll still work if the American people will show up and throw out all the people who are trying to establish what is basically a dictatorship of the state against the American people. 
Hey, uh, that's exactly what it is. And you know, maybe what I should have done tonight, and I'll look into it maybe during break, but what I should have done tonight is gone into our, quite frankly, .tv blog about political ponderology. That is the actual study of evil. And we had a really, really great show that night when we were doing it. Where is the political ponderology show? Um, I think it's... That's what, 2021? Hold on. I'm looking through this just for a little bit. Awakening the Unwitting... They, oh, no, the Matrix, that was it. That was a good one, too. Space-time continuum, old Cherokee teaching, Patton's warning, political ponderology. There you go. This was August 6th, 2020. Really inter interesting stuff. Maybe we can go into this. Here we have it. In the future... I'll get this in in just a second. Uh, let me let me r roll on on what we were just watching there a bit, and I, I'll start by hitting on what I said last night when I was speaking with Nick about all this stuff. The coordination of all of this very sloppy and obvious and incompetent bustling around and scheming and all that. What what, what the hell is it? What is it? Why is it? My, my friend that worked at the Pentagon years ago who said, I don't believe in conspiracies because I've seen the people who work in government and they're far too incompetent. Well, what we are seeing right now is the coordination of incompetent people. It is very sloppy. It's very obvious. And it's just not, it's not well planned out. But they're insulated. They're insulated by a judicial system and a media that is ready, as I said last night, they are ready not only to characterize their actions, the state's actions, as valid, but virtuous. That's a very key point that I made last night, that I wanted to drill home again tonight. They're insulated by a machine that is ready to paint everything they do that is blatantly criminal and blatantly unethical and blatantly politically oriented. They want to characterize it, and they are willing to characterize it as valid and virtuous. Now, the backdrop reason, the backdrop reason behind all of this stuff, too, is that they're desperate, crazed animals, which is actually continues to be the upside to watching this go down when we look at the, increase, the increased chaos in, in um, current events. It is an upside to it. They've been forced to be this sloppy because they're desperate to stabilize their operation again. People, you can well, you say that we're slow learners or whatever the hell it is, we're still too sleepy. We are not nearly as sleepy as we were in 2012. They want so desperately to go back to the quiet times. To the quiet times where even on election night in 2012, Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama. Now, Barack Obama, they, they, were, they, they would love for him to win, but would it have been a complete travesty if Mitt Romney became president? Would it have been a complete travesty for the system if Mitt Romney had become president? It was, a, it was a pretty sleepy, comfortable time for these people, and that's what they're doing, but they have no good options. And the more frantic they get, the more tyrannical they have to become. And this is why they are working to make sure that everybody is characterized as a domestic terrorist or one thing or another. It's, it's very bad stuff. And they, uh, they have no good, no good options left, which I think is a good thing. It's always going to be the upside for me. But these crazed animals really do believe that they are virtuous. They do believe so. 
and they also don't want the apple cart to be upset. They've been, they have been able to suckle that teat for a long time. They got fat and happy. Now, here's the other question. Here's the big question that I really want to hear some people call in about. How will the country react if they get Trump in handcuffs like these psychopaths are planning to do? That is the end game here. They want to bring him in before a D.C. court, which will convict him or you or I of literally anything. And they want to make sure that he is legally disallowed to run for office in 2024. That is the main objective. I think that we can all agree on that. But the equally important goal, an equally important objective of all of this uh, scheming, is the psychological impact of having Donald Trump apprehended like a criminal with CNN crews in on the arrest. It is a... It's equally important to have that psychological impact. How does the country react to that? That's my question. It's a serious question, too, because it's what they're pushing for. Say it'll never happen. Are you sure? These are insane people. We've gotten this far. They look, look at how much they've already done. They're trying to avoid having to set off the big ones or whatever. You know, I was with Skip today. Just a little while ago, me and Anthony were at the hospital, and uh, we were watching the news for five minutes or so before I had to change it, before I had to change the channel, I put on AMC and just see what movies were on for him. But the, um, the evening news mannequins here in, in New York, it doesn't matter which, what you put on, NBC, CBS, uh, all, all the, the 4, 30, 4 o'clock, 4.30, whatever it is, all the news around that time, pathetic. So the mannequins that are cast as, as uh, you know, news anchors in New York and around the country, they gave their predictably sympathetic crash course on why Trump's house was raided the other day. And then immediately, they immediately complimented that reporting by talking about how the FBI has now become targets of merciless conspiracy theories and threats. Capped off with a story on cue of a man in Cincinnati who showed up at some FBI building with an always troublesome AR-style rifle. So the FBI, the FBI are the good guys who are just doing a really hard time, a really hard job in a troubling time, I should say. They're the good guys. They're doing a really good job. It's a hard job. It's a troubling time, but they're doing it. They're shouldering that burden for us. And the undercurrent of right-wing domestic terrorism continues to build. That's the narrative. That's it. The FBI are the good guys, misunderstood, and they're, 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 they're taking on the slings and arrows of what is a, a, a building right-wing domestic terrorism culture in the United States. That's simple enough for the moron protesting outside of Trump Tower to understand, and that's all that matters. So they don't care. And as far as the question as to whether or not Joe Biden knew about this, of course he did. I don't think he was in on the planning. He's not, he's not a consequential enough piece of all this stuff to be in on the planning. But as we saw Merrick Garland come out today and said, uh, I personally approve this mission. And that shovel-headed wimp with the cotton mouth, he came out and talked about that. All he wants to do is be the hero who arranged a disqualifying conviction for Donald Trump. He'll that'll be his the, the he'll he'll be the hero for that. So as I ask, 
before, and I ask again, how do you think the country reacts? You can call that in. Um, we'll get to more more calls in just a little bit. Um, we'll get to the calls in just a little bit. So I'll put the, the number up on the screen. I want I want you to answer that question nice, short, and sweet so that we can get more calls. And I just... Little quick exchanges, no soliloquies, please. I want to move things along a little bit quicker tonight because the second half, I think, is a little bit more uh, lighter in topic. But uh, let me read this first since we have quite a bit of time before the top of the hour where we're going to take our break. This was written by John Carroll, quite frankly, writer John Carroll, August 6th, 2020. So just a little bit over two years ago, political ponderology. Let's get into it, shall we? In the future, when we look back on the genesis of the independent citizen-driven media that's blossoming before our eyes, I believe history will show that its success was always guaranteed because so much of it was created to expose evil. Through its efforts thus far, it's becoming clearer by the day that evil reached an unfathomable, unfathomable level of power over the last several decades. It infected the hearts and minds of those in power in seemingly every industry. New media has done a superb job of reporting on what, when, where, and how of the evil plaguing this world, but at some point it must find the truth behind the why. A life coach and consultant named Howard dedicated part of his blog to exploring the why by delving into ponderology, the study of evil. He is the self-described he's a self-described agnostic and in his words quote rather than simply accepting that evil inevitably emerges via supernatural or inexplicable means ponderology employs a scientific method to persistently ask about and increasingly describe where evil really comes from the various elements roles tactics and contexts involved in the stage of, stages of its arising and how we might limit its detrimental impact on our world, end quote. His study was largely fueled by the book Political Ponderology, A Science of the Nature of Evil, adjusted for political purposes by Andrew M. Lobozewski. Trained as a clinical psych, um, psychologist, the Polish Lobozewski, quote, said this, quote, experienced firsthand the violence and oppression of both the Nazi and Soviet occupiers, end quote. Instead of pondering the gigantic question of why mankind is afflicted with evil, the book asks something more specific. Why do individuals plot to gain power over others for the sole purpose of oppressing them? Lobozewski hypothesized that humanity is made up of two groups, the normals and the pathological. The latter have distinct biological differences from the former. They were either born with them or developed them later in life due to trauma, brain damage, or early contact with other pathological people. Grooming. The biological differences are so extreme that the pathological are actually identified as a subspecies of humanity, dubbed the para-homo sapiens. The pathological seem to be aware of those differences, though they, quote, ultimately consider themselves not a subspecies, but almost an entirely separate species from normals and a far superior species at that, end quote. This superiority complex, combined with the lack of empathy, leads the pathological to seek power over the normals using manipulation tactics termed, the first one is paralogisms, 
That's particular manners of twisting logic to falsify, uh, to, to falsely make the illogical appear logical and vice versa. Boy, do we get a lot of that. And paramoralisms. Paramoralisms. That's specific methods of twisting morality to falsely portray the unethical as ethical and vice versa. Boy! You know, by August of 2020, we didn't have a shot yet. You know, we didn't have... Uh, we, we, we had the lockdowns. We had the, the insulation. We had the social isolation. We had all of that evil starting to be perpetrated on us. Families, friends getting torn apart. But we didn't have... We didn't have the uh, the serum debates yet. That was still the, the, and talk about ethics and all that shit. That was still the next year. 2021 was the big year for that. We go on. The health of a society, quote, at any point is profoundly influenced by the current state of this seemingly endless power struggle between the normals and the pathological members. members. At any given time, the system's state is determined by how successful or unsuccessful it is at resisting the pathological's myriad methods of attempting to seize control and translate their us-versus-them mentality from malevolent obsession into harsh reality, end quote. I think we have done a terrible, piss-poor job at keeping that ratio in the favor of normals because everything is us-versus-them. And everything is pathological when it comes to our media and the government that it is married to. The book then compares the human immune system to society at large. In a weakened immune system, small threats, quote, can take root and flourish into dangerous cancer or infection that further erodes the body's ability to resist, end quote. In society, mass denial and misunderstanding of the true nature of the pathological, quote, can contribute to increasing the numbers of normals who are either hijackable by the pathological or more commonly are simply unmotivated or unable to resist them, end quote. That would be every do-gooder asshole that you know that has accepted trans uh, mentality on things or anything else that has taken people by storm and even those who have actually allowed themselves to consider to consider things like what was trending last night on Twitter, MAPS, M-A-P, which is an acronym that stands for Minor Attracted Persons. It is a little bit less stingy of a term that's being used to replace pedophile, which, as I said, there's no debate here. A MAP is a pedophile, and if you prefer using MAP, you are in support of child sexual assault. That is it. Do not lessen it. And, and this is the kind of do-gooder, altruistically suicidal people who fall into this stuff a lot easier and fall under the spell of the pathologicals. So I, obviously Newt Gingrich isn't going into this with Laura Ingram. They only have five minutes to spew whatever the hell they have. But, you know, well, this is quite frankly. Here we go. After gaining a foothold in a weakened society quote the pathological now operating within a more conducive environment develop particular relationships among themselves and hijackable normals these relationships then form the basis of for the development of certain kinds of pathological groups later the group may use ideology or religion as a trojan horse to convince the wider public that it has benevolent motivations and fool it into ceding the group greater power this ultimately enormous evil 
can be carried out by pathological imposters waving the banners of the most benevolent-sounding doctrines. Oh, what is a benevolent-sounding doctrine? Hmm, Black Lives Matter? Uh, uh, I, what's another, what's another one? I mean, there's so many. What's another one? I mean, tell me, in the Super Chats or something like that, what are the benevolent-sounding doctrines that we know that are attacked? Well, everything that has to do with diversity or love trumps hate or all the other stuff. Give me some of the, the things that I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting because there's so many that I, don't, I can't even pull any of them out of my ass right now. And the public more focusing, uh, back to this now, I'll, I'll just start from the last sentence. Thus, ultimately, enormous evil can be carried out by pathological imposters waving the banners of the most benevolent-sounding doctrines. And the public, focusing more on words than deeds, can be deceived into believing that, uh, uh, that a group is pursuing beneficial ends long after its words have become nothing but a mask for the underlying and growing pathology where they continue to say all the words and the phrases, but they are, they are acting so malevolently and so harshly where they're talking about democracy and the, how we need to preserve it. Meanwhile, they're sending 69-year-old grandmothers with cancer to do prison bids because they, 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 were, they were entrapped inside of the Capitol two Januaries ago. The torture that is going on in Washington, D.C. prisons right now. We continue, quote, eventually a tipping point is reached at which the severely pathological are viewed within the system as impressive, respectable figures, while normals are viewed with contempt. The pathological may forcefully defend against threats to this perception through actual censorship of books and other communications. All We're going to get to Twitter in a little bit. They may further reinforce it by exerting control over educational systems, ex uh, exercising censorship or rigidly determine which material can and cannot be taught or des designated who can and cannot participate in teaching. We have already come so much farther along the way in the two years since this blog was published. Here, uh, pathocracy. Uh, uh, Pathocracy, pathocracy, I'm sorry. Pathocracy is a system of government where a small pathological minority takes over a society of normal people. That's from Political Ponerology. Ponerology.com. We have just a little bit more to go. This tipping point results in the, uh, the establishment of a pathocracy. Uh, this is, I think, um, John Carroll speaking now. However, when the pathological have achieved total control, quote, the central challenge that faces pathocrats is that of balancing their desire for domination and their technical dependence on certain others. Thus, pathocrats must, to some extent, grant autonomy to carefully selected people like the system, uh, within the system, possessing essential talents and skills. Since some of these necessary technicians are normals, who might balk at contributing to destruction, pathocrats may at times have to deceive them about the true nature of their goals, end quote. This leads to a reality in which, quote, the apparent power structure reflected in public titles and formal positions may bear little relationship to the actual power structure. And here you go all, this is where we talk about the good rank and file of the FBI. I'm sure that there's plenty of people there. I mean, there was a leak. We had that latest FBI leak to Project Veritas. I'm sure there's plenty of people who love their country. 
that work at the FBI, the CIA, the State Department, and are uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. And what? I'm sure. I mean, that, that might explain a little bit of that. But although these people that they're describing right now seem to not be conscious of what kind of an operation they're involved in because of the the gaslighting of their superiors, but I don't know. Still, now for the good news. Now for the good news, says John Carroll, because there's always a silver lining and always good news with us here, quite frankly. Pathocracies are part of a recurring cycle, and eventually they fall. Quote, in time, the incompetent regime installed, and remember, incompetent, that's what we're talking about right now, why some conspiracies aren't possible. I've seen the people who work inside a government. They're incompetent buffoons. They can't work together. Yes, I know. We're coming up on the end times, thankfully. In time, the incompetent regime installed and overseen by the ruling pathocrats wastes the system's talent and potential, paralyzes its development, and leads to deterioration of its structures. That's happening at the YMCA right now. The contrast between the pathocrats' stated ideology and their actions grows too stark, and the populace begins to recognize the contempt that they actually feel for their espoused doctrine's values. When a great enough portion of society grows disillusioned and disaffected, the situation becomes unsustainable, end quote. And that's why I'm saying right now they have nothing but bad choices to make, and it's because they are desperately trying to get back to a more sleepier age, like 2012. It was, it, was, it was just starting to, the facade was just starting to crack there because people were already disillusioned with Barack Obama. He could have just as easily lost that election that he won. It was just starting to crack, but they want to get back to a sleepier age. New media is becoming the tip of the spear in what will hopefully be a new cultural renaissance as the constant effort to, as quote, the constant effort to required to survive within a pathocratic system eventually helps to rebuild the muscles of perception and creativity, end quote. Lobozewski even uh, predicted the proliferation of meme magic as a part of the takedown of the pathological cabal, quote, as they awaken from the nightmare of pathocracy, normals develop a language of oppression, complete with a characteristic irreverent sense of humor often highlighted by mockery of the pathocrats that only they and others who have shared such an experience can understand. They also become progressively better at detecting and exploiting the ever more rapidly appearing cracks in the oppressive system. That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now, and it's also why the left can't meme. They are the pathological. They have committed to a reality that is, that is just, it's shadows and dust. It's not real. These people are sick, literally. They are sick in the head, and that sickness manifests itself in their deeds. They may have seized the throats of the world, the thrones of the world, I should say. They may have seized the thrones of the world, but it's now only a matter of time until they lose them. We are all part of the cycle that will not be stopped, so keep fighting. We are going to win. All right. Now I want to uh, take some calls real quick. Uh, you know what? What we'll do is we'll take a uh, a little bit of a break right now. It's 7.51. We're going to take our intermission. Uh, we're going to take our intermission. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a musical break to premiere uh, Anthony and Mike's latest Swimming Through Air under the the project named Silent Knife that you can go and add on uh, Apple Music and also on Spotify. 
I got a lyric video coming to you right now. And when we come back, we'll take some of your calls about what you think the reaction to a forced arrest or any kind of apprehension of Donald Trump would be. And then we get into other stories that I think would be nice for a Thursday evening schmooze. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Frankly. Quite 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 frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you?
right. Banger. Banger. I love when new music is made. It's fantastic. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can add it to all of your playlists for free. Just go to sound uh, uh, Spotify and look up Silent Knife. That's the artist's name. Swimming through air. All right, so welcome back to the show. We have some questions that we, we need the audience to answer. We'll get to that in a moment. First, we're going to go into our grab bag. First, we're going to go into... No, not our grab bag. Our super chats. Let's do a fresh refresh. Jesse Woke. Jesse Woke says... Believe all women. Stop Asian hate. To name a few of their bullshit sayings. Oh, and don't forget... Uh, pound me... Pound me too. Or me too, however it's pronounced. Pound... Oh, yeah, well... Got you there. Gino says, I must have Cat Matt's shark surviving instructions so I don't get sexually molested by a Mako or uh, quartered by a great white. Thanks for the support, uh, the opportunity. Francis, keep you, uh, keep up the great work. Remember, this is all. Thank you so much, Gino. Thank you to all. Claire Bear says, great week so far. Thanks, Frank. I'm glad the week is going well. I hope you're doing well out there, Claire, in Texas. Uh, Chucky says, Frank, I don't... It certainly doesn't feel like we are going to win. Okay, well then, Chucky, with all due respect, uh, let the rest of us win then. Need a winner's mentality. That's it. It's, it's, it's not about, hey, well, are we going to be able to... Are we going to be able to keep this thing together and clean out the bad guys and and you know you know squeegee the windows and and uh and and clean all the pipes and stuff like that and it, no 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 there, there is going to be a, a much needed collapse it's part of a cycle it's almost seasonal but in a much larger scale when you look at the the well, as we were just talking about with that um the uh the cycle of the ponderology and pathology, the, the pathology and how it devolves and it's not self-sustainable. So think, oh, we're not winning. We're not going to win. It's like, no, no, no. It's about shouldering the hard times and knowing that it is preordained. This is the way it goes. This is the way it goes. And if you have built your house on a foundation of sand, which is what the, the, uh, the pathologicals have done, Eventually, it's just going to be too much. You cannot keep a society of conscious human beings together through violence for too long. Not on a large scale. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, there might be a lot of shit. And the shit might get real bad. But you got to bring a winning mentality into this or you just have to get the hell out of the way. You know that old saying, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way? Got to do it. There's no time for black pills. It's okay to know that, you know, if the odds are not in our favor. But as Han Solo said, never tell me the odds. That's what we got to be. It's okay. It's okay to acknowledge the, what's wrong. And we do it a lot on this show. But um, we, we got to push past that, Chucky. Okay, my friend. Let's do it. 
Attitude at Altitude says, On the monkeypox transmission conversation, they may have been able to make it uh, so that only men can carry and transmit this virus. Therefore, only male homosexual interactions would prevent it. Well, I know that there have been female infections in this country. There's been female infections, so it's not primarily male. I mean... I understand what you're saying. If this could be something that is male, and and as as we know that there there is a way. I Nick was driving that home last night. You can genetically take uh, tell a difference between men and women, and so if you can go from there and create something that only targets men, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it hasn't been exclusively male. It just has been overwhelmingly homosexual and bisexual. Still, could be. Could be. Maybe it's just like really, really heavy. I I don't know. Heavy on the male side of... It's just... It's incredible to me. And it's largely a mystery still. But I get what you're saying, and I got what Nick was saying last night too. Captain 43... Aloha from Big Island of Hawaii. Frank, you have the best show out there. I appreciate that so much, Captain. And speaking of Captain, I have been watching. uh, I'm in the middle of uh, about to finish episode two of the series that they did on Derek Jeter, the Captain. Wow. It is so good. It's it's so, so good. It really is so good. It's bringing me right back to childhood uh, and to see Derek Jeter open up because he never did. So it's great to see him just like saying stuff because he always kept things. He he dealt with the media better than anybody in his high profile position had ever done. Um, But it has been incredible to watch. Speaking of captain, Captain Cast Iron, another captain's here, says, I get what Nick is saying last night with the monkeypox like dissolves like monkeypox passed man to man, but not man to woman. Great show. Great conversation. Thank you. Great to have you out there. Uh, What else do we have? What else do we have? Over on Rumble, we have Selling the Farm, who's holding it down out there, showing my love for this show. Thank you for the Rumble rant, Selling the Farm. Thank you. And everybody else out there, if you ever wanted to contribute to the show, you can do it through whatever the native Super Chats are. If they exist on YouTube, it does not. But you can always jump into, quite frankly, superchat.com. Very easy to remember. That's why I bought the URL. Uh, Now we are going to go through the foxhole, and I will put the the number back up on the screen to ask you guys the question once again. That is, how will people react to the sight of Donald Trump being taken into custody? Uh, because disqualification is an act of war in itself, that being the real objective. But those images, if they are actually able to do that, those images are forever. Donald Trump in handcuffs, that, those images are forever. Um, so I want to know what you think about that. Over on Foxhole, Frank Staint sent a cookie in, and now everybody else is doing it. Moda Lisa, Janice17, Sean Joe, Stostube. Thank you so much, Stostube. We've had such great, great outpouring of support on Foxhole, and that is such an integral um, place 
for supporting the future of the network as we continue to piece together what the week after the show looks like late night and then after we get that hammered down then our main objective is going to be producing more original live broadcasts not all by me by the way i am almost at my limit i do five nights a week uh saturday night special and every once in a while still find time for for having a cigar on the back porch and just talking to people in the chat room so there's a lot more a lot more trippy things a lot more great personalities that we're going to be digging up and it'll be it'll be fun times for all all right to the to the calls rob what's going on rob what's your thought on the question of the night hey frank how are you so on your i get it how you doing today good go ahead good so on your question i think obviously 50 plus percent of the country would lose their minds but I, I'm kind of been thinking lately. Um, I don't think Donald Trump is that stupid to bring all these documents in Mar-a-Lago, right? Is that the the home he had invaded? Yeah. So I'm going to get you a speaker. Hold on. Um, so I'm wondering if he actually got those documents when he was in the White House, and so. I, I'm not a I'm not an attorney, but it seems to me that you have to get the documents in the hands of the people that you may or may not want them in. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe this, you know, I, I've heard Trump is a 3D chess player. I don't know how accurate that is. I just don't think he's that stupid. Um, to allow himself to get in that position to where he's actually going to get in trouble, maybe we should turn this around and, like the other person that you said, you know, we need to be positive about this. Maybe it's actually his plan to actually get Epstein and that group of people more in trouble and Clinton, Hillary Clinton. You know, you get what I'm saying? Well, I just yeah. I, I just can't believe he's that stupid. Yeah, well, I I don't know and, and thank you for the call. I, on that I, I'd say yeah. I would say that and thanks again, I wanna get a couple more mm-hmm. on this. On that I would say who I mean it's been said how many times I think Janine Pirro, a few other people have, have all made the obvious comment that everything that he took with him and everybody has that. That's why people establish their own presidential libraries afterwards. That's not just, you know, you know, the Donald Trump Library, and it's just a bunch of R.L. Stein books. It's you know, it's personal effects. It's things from, it's things from your your presidency. And if it, if it was going to be a problem, he could have, with a, a swipe of a pen, declassified all of them, every last page that he took with him out the door. So, I don't know. I don't know how it could be. It it could be pretty brilliant. Maybe there's a brilliant move coming up that we don't know, but it, and, and my whole looking at this positively about what the future brings and the turnaround and the, and the fall of the pathologicals and all that stuff, that doesn't mean that that's all hinged on whether or not Donald Trump can get out of this. You know, one way or another, I mean, he, he was a major, major reason why the country's not sleepy anymore. You can, you can talk about your suspicions. You can talk about your convictions about him. 
whatever the hell it is, good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's the major, major reason why the country isn't that sleepy anymore. So I, uh, I, I think that the momentum is always going to be we're seeing what's being done to us, and slowly but surely we're being able to put a name and a face to everything too. So I don't know what the play may be. I would just be rambling and speculating wildly about what may be coming, but uh, it, it, it could just also be a complete overreach, overplay, wow. overplaying of the hand that the do the current DOJ has right now. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. If Donald Trump really thought that he was going to be packing up all of his stuff and all of his documents and leaving and leaving uh, Washington in January of 2021, and it was going to cause him a problem, he could have just as easily made it all totally fine with a swipe of the pen. So I, I don't know. Perhaps that's something. All right, let's keep getting some opinions. Uh, Jesse from Kentucky, what do you think? Jesse. Oh, hi, Frank. Hey. Uh, good to talk to you again. Great to have you on. So what do you think? What, what do you think the reaction would be if that that um, those images of Donald Trump being apprehended, arrested, uh, became a reality? Well, uh, Karen here, seven on here, i got to give her props props because she said um, the first arrest will shock the world. That was from our Who said that? friend. Karen Hare 7 on uh, Foxhole. And uh, yeah, I got to give her props on that because I never thought about that. We thought it might have been Hillary or, you know, whoever. But yeah, maybe it would be, maybe they'll arrest Trump and maybe it will shock the world. And, um, you know, I think if it does, there will be a huge uprising. And I think we have to pray for devolution to occur at that point. <laughs> Oh, 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 I see what you're going with that. Oh, well, well, hey, you know what? Uh, it, it's still in the future, so I guess right now the range of possibility is is still wide and encompassing. Thank you for that, Jesse. So there, there may be a little bit more of a preordained, preplanned, prophetic four-year-old so-called plan that is that we're we're going toward rapidly toward a conclusion right now. It'll be very easy to know if that doesn't happen. Uh, 508, you're on the air. What do you think? Hey, Frank. Um, just regarding the, the thing you just read about the pathological, yeah. um, about subverting people, you know, whatever, enslaving, replacing uh, power structure, all of that is in the Talmud. Uh, in the learned protocols of the elders of Zion, mm -hmm. you could easily replace the word pathological with Jew, but nobody uh, will call out um, the obvious anymore. Okay, you know, you, you, oh, listen, uh, great, great. I mean, uh, did, are you just trying to, to destroy the show or what? No, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. This, this has to be told. Okay. Well, then, then, then get a radio show and just talk about it and be be an edge lord about the whole damn thing. We've talked about Zionism, the protocols, everything, but you, you want to just want to be so uh, ham fisted about it. I mean, that's really going to cause a lot of problems for people who are trying to trying to walk a tightrope here. So, uh, go check out five hundred eight's Jew podcast and get the nightly scoop. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of different players out there, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, at least the way I, I've seen it. A lot of different players. 
and the human the human uh the human mind mankind there's always people jockeying for power there's always people jockeying for influence and as nick said last night there's only a few buttons to be pushed only a few buttons to be pushed and there's a lot better ways to have very sensitive conversations than just um trying to get one show or another nuked so uh let's see what else do we have eric reitz here's an oldie what's going on eric Hey, Frank, a little something different tonight. I'm calling you from out here sailing the seas of asphalt of America. As for your question tonight, that's that's dark stuff, brother. And unfortunately, I think the answer would be not enough. People yeah. would be outraged. They would want to do something, but I don't think enough would happen. And the part of the problem is that you were talking about this technocracy earlier and yeah, it'll fail, but we've got something different these days, something that's never been in history that we're seeing in China especially, is that they're going to leverage the power of AI to this thing go on a lot longer than it has to because they're going to have unthinking, unsleeping, unfeeling aids to help them do what they do. Because one thing I found out about tonight, which is a good example, is that... Uh, you cannot block Barack Obama on Twitter. You what do you mean? You go in there, you can block him, and as soon as you refresh the page, he's unblocked. Get out of here. Really? Hold yeah, on. Go Hold ahead on. and try it. Barack. But. Barack Obama. All right, so let me, uh, let me, I'm not following him, but let me try to block him. Block Barack Obama. Yes, block him. Okay. Now I'm going to re... Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? It's true. Yo, it, it's true. And there's more to it, Frank, because, like, if you ever go under Twitter, under blocked accounts, I've only blocked, like, four people in my whole time on Block. Twitter. But I go under there, under blocked accounts, now, and it's got 20, like, it's got, like, 20 Oh, wait, no. Lists. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Now, now it stayed blocked. The first time, it went back. Now I just refreshed two times. Now three times, and he stayed blocked. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so let's hope he stays blocked. But I, I don't know if it's going to. Well, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't follow him, and I don't really. St I mean, every once in a while, yeah. every once in a while, I see somebody else retweet him into my timeline, but I don't. The fact that he's out but there. But they've got to have a thousand other little things like that going on. Well, well, maybe per perhaps. Perhaps you just never know. I, I think I think all the more damaging things that have happened to us, as far as limiting the way that we communicate with each over uh, each other over the last half decade or so, have been completely undetectable, which is the worst part. But Eric, I I appreciate your call. I love your take. Thanks again, man. Break. I got one piece of good news before I go here. My first delivery today was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I am happy to tell you and all the Franklies out there that the streets of Kenosha are still free of rampaging pedophile felons. Thank well, you, Kyle. Well, there you go. St. Kyle of Kenosha. St. Kyle. He did his work. He exercised the demons. All right. All right. 819. 819. We'll take two more calls. Let's go over to the, the Discord. Captain JQ Shaken Bake. Let's go Jay. Hey, Jay, you there? Yo, Jay, you around? Three, two, one.
two. Everybody's sleeping in Discord. Discord's a very sleepy place. Oh, three, three, four. You're on the air. What's going on with you? How do you how are you feeling about tonight's topic? And now we're getting the pinwheel over on Skype. Let's try Jay again. Jay, how you doing? Frank, can you hear me? I can hear you. Great. Go right ahead. Hey. Would you like uh, to, Would you like to talk about the Jews? Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. But I actually I did. I was like, what? The, what is the deal with that? It's like, look, whatever. I've looked into that stuff, and it's like, I'm not saying there's no validity to it, but it's like, it's the Jews. Like, what are you talking about? Like, there's tons of people. Why don't we look at the communists? Why don't we look at? Oh, well, we look at the Catholic well, from the top of well, the church. Well, 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 let's let's the com communism, Bolshevism is has a right, has right, a. Right, has, right, I mean, right. we are. You are talking Kazarian at that point. I mean, let's be honest. But I'm just saying, uh, it's you know you have you have to have situational awareness here. That's why that, that's a big reason why the um, the Reddit got nuked too, because it's just it's just incessant. But anyway, go ahead. And uh, you know, right? And it's but look, it, um, from a biblical standpoint, we could say the synagogue of Satan, right? Those that say they are Jews, and are uh, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. You know, maybe say it like that, because that's how I look at it. Because it's, I have a good friend who's Jewish. He has nothing to do with any of that. Obviously, you know what? The I, Twenty million Jewish people have nothing to do with it. Yeah, and here's what it comes down to, Jay. In the world that we are in right now, my approach. Actually, you know what? L let me. You please just give me your contribution for tonight. I, I'm sorry, I derailed you. You give me your contribution, and then I'll I'll go off and and say what I was just about to say. Go ahead. Well, yeah, well, more or less, uh, that was probably it. But also, um, as far well, I guess one other thing was that as far as like the, the way things are going, and then uh, Trump being the first arrest, possibly, which is an interesting uh, possibility, because that actually comes from the the uh, 17th letter boards. The first arrest will, uh, you know, okay. I forgot what it says, yeah. but because um, there's a lot of back and forth about things going to a uh, according to plan or not. And I, I personally, some people are like none of nothing's a plan. There is no plan. Trump doesn't have a plan. And I'm like, okay, that's a little maybe dramatic. And uh, on the other extreme, I would say, is everything just going? to plan by the white hats and it's exactly i doubt it but i lean more towards yes i think they they have a plan and they kind of because i believe they understand the enemy that they're dealing with i, I believe that and, and so i think they've game played it out as much as they can with a lot of um room for for uh moving pieces and you know Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, and so on. Contingency after contingency. I like to think that's that's what's going on, but sometimes it's hard because with the military seeming like so um, completely decrepit as well, it's like I don't know. I don't know. I get I you. Know. I get you. And I think a lot of people are are trying to try to parse this out the same way, Jay. And I appreciate your call. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. All right. And as, and as I was saying with Jay before there too, just it's because I didn't want to derail that the way i've always approached because it, it's about like i said situational awareness how successful do you want to be uh in in especially in a a job like mine where i want to be able to grow an audience and not be stuffed into every dusty corner 
uh, in the internet, where, where after a while you have you have no nowhere to breathe and there's nowhere to go. It's all about how do you how do you go about and making solutions for big problems. No matter who you charge, what group you charge for being the the primary source of the world's problems or a shared source of the world's problems or anything like that, the solutions are all the same. Isolation, which means withdraw from the world state as long as we are not giving foreign aid to everybody giving missiles and and and, and weapons of war to everybody to whether it be italy or or uh or uh, uh i don't know ukraine or germany or israel or or meddling in ethiopia or anywhere else isolation as long as you're not providing aid as long as you don't have a government that is full of people who have split alliances and dual and sometimes more than dual citizenships all over the place as long as you have a stable currency you've gotten away from from uh, fractional reserve lending and central banking and you have a stable currency that is based on something that is actual value all of the all of the um, the plots die all of the plots by whatever group out there, whatever groups out there, whatever groups are behind those groups and whatever, right up to the reptilians that control them all. All the plots die on the vine. That's why I try to just concentrate on solutions than naming one perpetrator or that, that's, that's how you take yourself and you get thrown into a pig pen and you stay there with all the other conspiracy theorists that nobody can hear. Nobody can hear because you've been completely isolated. So you live in a world, we're talking about ponderology, you're talking about the the cycle of things. Uh, We we have to adopt different language. We have to adopt different language and different types of... uh, different types of ways of talking about solutions instead of being able to completely uh, assign the blame perfectly. All right. Maybe after everything is all done, we can have a good investigation into um, into one thing or another. But for now, it's about survival and blame doesn't help anybody at first. And it also just. I don't know. It's too broad strokey for me. And, and I'm coming from and I'm coming from a position where I never discount anything. And we've done plenty, plenty of uh, of shows, plenty of shows that have had to be immediately deleted and stored elsewhere because I know what's unspeakable on the internet. So, got to find new ways of communicating it. I know it's unspeakable. All right. So, what do we have now? What do we have now? You know, I had this this story. I had the story about the, uh, this couple leaving a city, transitioning to homestead life in the mountains. But with eight, here at 8.30, I don't think that it's a good thing going into a fresh topic that deserves a little bit more time. So I'm going to cut this, and I'm going to have to retitle the show again. And I'll save this maybe for tomorrow or next week, because I think it's a good story, and, uh, and that's what we will do. That's what we'll do. I have some parting shots later on. I have some other questions here that just came in. Well, this is an email that came in. Oh, 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 the first thing, reoccurring dreams. 
that thread, the reoccurring dream repository that I put up on the new, quite frankly, forum, obviously that was inspired by the new Silent Knife song. And, um, and I just wanted to be able to say, once again, I would love to hear some reoccurring dreams from people. So throw them up there, no matter how weird and random they could be. This is from Song from France. Song says, hey, Frank, I listened to a bulk of your podcast while downing a cold beer sitting outside of the, uh, the Trinité Church, something I try to do as often as I can. Number one, I'm still not a believer of Trump. Matt will not be happy that I say this, and that's okay. I still love him. The raid of Trump's Xanadu is pure theater, in my humble opinion. This is a, these are the opinions I want to hear. Trump is an inside player, part of the swamp. Nobody gets to play the, pres- play the president of the United States unless he is an insider, even a real estate billionaire. For those who believe he's some savior who will reclaim the White House in 2024, may God help them. There are no saviors. Well... I don't know anybody who's dubbed him a savior. But as I said before, the impact he's left behind on the psyche of, uh, of the average American has been pretty, pretty good, if you ask me. Not because anybody learned anything by, you know, he, not because he taught anybody everything. I think just by his walking his path... Everybody learned the reality of what our government actually is, as opposed to what we think it is in our heads or have been taught in school. And then, um, I don't know, I I think his presence has done a lot of good. I really do. His presence. Uh, Policies that are another discussion altogether. But I I think it was a really good... uh, It was good to watch the lightning rod get hit over and over again. We got to study the lightning and the source of it. My prediction for a 2028 presidential campaign, if we're still here, is Ivanka versus Chelsea. Oh, gosh. That is just, just such a detestable thought. Oh, my gosh, please. Please don't make that be so. The cabal will decide if it's the blonde Barbie Trump princess or the ugly Hillary love child who will be the new president presiding over crumbling America. Now, I, I, Jay Song, I don't think so. I think that's just your, I think that's your, your, uh, your French nihilism. <laughs> I think that's just what that is. No, no to the 2028 stuff. Uh, let's see here. Number two, number two. That's number two. That sounds like, feels like number three. Sean Morton depressed me at first, but my heart went out to him. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that was a little jarring, a little awkward at first. I just did not expect him to show up in that state. I was expecting him to say, you know, I'm so sorry. I took a nap. But the fact, and he told me afterwards he had to go get stitches on his arms. Um, but absolutely, the, f- the fact that he just, he loves what he does. And he's just another guy just walking his walking the path Sean Morton's a good guy I, I want to have him back on and just pick his brain and hear his stories I love all that stuff and I know a lot of people enjoyed it too even though some of it might have lost you and you probably thought oh no this is just too much for me which I understand but I like going there sometimes I'd like to go there a lot more to be honest and then finally says you mentioned better call Saul at the end Kim Wexler's bawling in the bus was powerful yeah, I, I know not everybody watches this, so I'm going to keep this short. But Rhea Seahorn, 
who plays Kim Wexler, Jay Song, is absolutely incredible. That scene of her breaking down in the bus, if if I cared about awards, I'd say give her all of them. You know, you get to know a character like Vince writing for Breaking Bad and and uh, Better Call Saul. You get to know these characters like Kim Wexler over the years and you see how they, um, you can see how Kim needed to develop she needed to develop a stoic exterior to deal with a terrible mother, with self-sabotaging uh, relationships with a con man, her own self-destructive tendencies, which I guess that relationship is a self-destructive tendency. The plot against Howard, she was a part of, you know, she got people killed. She saw people killed. Things that things that just, man, and she stayed stoic throughout it all, so... um just to see the uh, the actress take that in a character, what it's been written for a character, and bring it to the surface. Absolutely incredible. Incredible to see that glacier break and her weep so um, authentically. It's, it's, it was uh, pretty, it was something else. All right. All right, 832. What we're going to do now, I believe... I have a break lined up. Let's do that. Come back. We're going to just take more calls. We're going to end a little bit early because I, I'm making the decision to, to chuck this all second this second topic that needs a little bit more time than the time that we have allotted to us. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Quite frankly, listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go while you're driving, walking, working, or playing <laughs> dirty dog. For all things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite frankly, streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern wherever you get your podcast. So for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my God! Donald. 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 Trump. Donald. Okay, so we took a turn toward political panorology tonight, all based on all based on a very astute diagnosis from Newt Gingrich about the kind of people who are running the DOJ and um, and wielding its authority and to what end. 
What is that end? Obviously, they're looking for an indictment. They're looking for a disqualifying indictment, something that is going to make sure that they have a little bit more of an even playing field in 2024 like they used to have. Like they used to have. During the the days when when John McCain would run, when 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 John Kerry would run, when all the bonesmen would come out and run against each other in November every four years, very comfortable time it was back then. So they're looking for some big. And now, um, if Donald Trump is is part of this, then it's gonna. He's taking. Is he taking delight in playing the role of the sacrificial lamb? And uh, what is it going to be? Eric Reed said something pretty interesting tonight when he called in. What do you think would happen if that if what would the reaction be to to the the sight of Donald Trump being arrested after all these years of trying to find something which they could not have their entire lives splayed out uh, the entire life splayed out in front of everybody couldn't find anything that all these years later they they managed to force this one through how unrelenting the monsters have been. What do you think that would do? Eric Reed said, uh, probably not as much as you think. And I can see that as well. I can see that as well. I can see, I can see uh, all the new, you know, something, somebody throwing an egg, somebody throwing a firework at an FBI building somewhere in Nebraska, and all of a sudden it just becomes, oh, the rise is, they're coming for us, the poor FBI. So I can see that happening too, or I don't know. I just don't know what people have left inside of them right now I don't know what they have left inside of them so that's why I asked the question because it would be a pretty significant site and uh, we'd be talking about it for a while let's go back over to the super chats American girl says I have many thoughts about your past few shows but on a happier note could you wish my hubby happy birthday it's tomorrow, uh, but want those Matt's notes. Uh, they'll want those Matt notes. Well, happy birthday to American Girl's husband. You could have at least told me his name, so it'd be a little more personal. But happy birthday, hubby. And hopefully for your birthday, uh, your wife will win some of Matt's chicken scratch notes. In fact, one of the page of notes that he gave me for the Loch Ness Monster has the name and number of one of his recent clients that he had to go do exterminating job on. So I have to block that out with like a Sharpie or something. So there, it's going to be very personal. Very personal. And I'll make sure I put a Polaroid in there too and, and all that. So Scuba Steve says, keep hope alive. Yes, we must. Dan Schumann says, hey, Frank, just had to use this old Tipistream link to send you this. Your URL, uh, quite frankly, Super Chat is not working tonight. Quite frankly, superchat.com is not working. How'd you get here then? Anywho, glad to hear Skip is hanging in there. I will time capsule Matt's notes. Uh, I will time capsule Matt's notes if I win. Wow. That's interesting in itself. Time capsuling Matt's notes. Where would the time capsule be buried? Where would it be buried? I don't know. But Skip is hanging in the best he can. It's it's very rough for him. It's very rough for him. And I know that the only thing that's keeping him hanging on is uh, how much he loves uh, me 
and my brother and my mother and all of his friends and people who have been there for him for a long time and asking about him but he is very very tired he's very tired and I'm just praying for strength I'm just praying for strength for him and he has a, a new attending doctor that is going to be working out some ideas to see if there's anything else he can do any ideas that can help with whatever's going on inside of him now because went in for one thing and now it's dealing with five others and it's it just keeps compiling and you know he's just he's hanging in strong he really is but he's very uncomfortable and he appreciates you all very much i can tell you that um and jesse woke says don't forget Oh, that's that's before that the me too and all that okay all right and i think that's all we have there and we have wonderful the one two three skg on foxhole i'm releasing the scratching over on foxhole it's a thursday night so i don't think we have anything scheduled after the show is done but we can take a couple more calls 914-595-6953 if the skype doesn't light up soon i'll know that that has been bottlenecked for the night and for now i can bring in captain cast iron from discord who has something to say so we'll see what he has for me and then we can go to parting shots and then we leave for the evening but tomorrow is another day don't worry it's the last day of the week so 914-595-6953 captain cast iron has fallen asleep Cast Iron is sleeping, so I'll, leave, I'll let him nap in the Discord for a little bit, and and Skype has bottlenecked. So I'm going to launch it one more time to see if we get somebody else that wants to put their two cents in, and then away we go. And now it's not even <laughs> one day. One day. I know people have sent me have sent me uh, suggestions for Skype replacements, but they are not, um, they aren't very practical for the setup I have right here, right now. What I would really love one day is to have what we all know, a nice system where we have a phone number to call and a call screener. So we can prioritize calls and we can do things the right way. That would be tremendous. 914-595-6953. I just restarted it and it popped up, so maybe somebody will get through, but I'm not holding my breath. Yes, I should have held my breath because there it was. 612, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Frank, it's Minnesota Cat. How are you? Hey, I, I can I, I can I can barely hear you. You're very muffled. If uh, am I on speakerphone? No. Okay. Uh, either, okay. Yeah. Just get a little bit farther away from the receiver and and go try again. Can you hear? Uh, decent enough. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Thanks. So I was thinking that probably not a whole lot would happen either. Maybe protests. But I really think that a lot of the people who care about Trump being president in 2024 are law-abiding people. And they're going to continue to try to go this route of voting and taking over their local elections and city councils and school boards because that feels mm, right, you know, like instead of kinetic conflict with with people that really aren't even the ones making the decisions. All these people we see on the TV and la 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 
are they really the ones in charge? Like, I think a lot of us realize that they're not. So even if you were to go to the FBI center or Washington, D.C., they're still puppets. So I don't think that a lot of people think the solution is really in that. So I think we would probably continue the course. There might be some rogue people that go off the rails and start acting crazy or most likely false flags. But I think people will really continue what they're doing. I really think there's not going to be a massive uprising until people are hungry or there's no clean water or they're freezing to death. You understand? Like, yeah. I think it has to be a lot more drastic than just Trump. But so the person who quoted Q, which I do think is a CIA operation, um, yeah, that would be it the arrest that shocks the world that's really a astute as you used that word earlier well you know um, what i'm glad i'm glad that we're ending the show on this call because i think it's uh i think it's a as i hear you put it out there it is it is pretty reasonable to think you think about the kind of people who and thank you for thank you for for calling in there um you think about that and it is it is more indicative of the kind of people who had hopes no matter how high the hopes were or how moderate the hopes were, it is indicative of of the people who were, by and large, voting for Donald Trump and and just trying to to do things the right way. And 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 even more so, those people have those who are really got the message and understand what this is all about and where we're going and the best way forward are going out to do those little things. They're getting involved in local elections. Uh, where they can where they can make an impact uh, for someone like me it's a little bit harder for me to make an impact around here so I do the show and hopefully one day um, hopefully one day I'll, I will be able to settle on a place to relocate my family I where I, I can be a, a little bit more of a a, a player and a uh, a neighbor and that in a place where it's a little bit more sane we've seen it all over the place People going to voice their opinions at uh, at the town hall meetings and school board meetings and running for election and there are tons of local elections that have been have been impacted by people who are finally awakened to um, the fact that they're 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 only the only option they really have is to try to make a personal impact and I believe that that is by and large going to continue well beyond the years that Trump will be a viable candidate whether. Because like I said, regardless of how they deal with him in 2024, that was going to be his last attempt anyway. You're talking about a man who's going to be nearly 80 years old at that point at the end of a term that would end there. He was what? Wasn't he, wasn't he 70 when he when he was in 2016? Wasn't he 70? So he's like 74 now? He'd be 80 or a little bit over 80 at the end of that term that begins in 2024, sworn in in 2025. Maybe 80, 82, 83. Who knows? One way or another, that is the end of his viability. 2024 is the end of his viability as a candidate. So it was always going to be a very short period of time. And I think the people who really understood what this was understood that, um, that it was going to have to outlive the momentum and the enthusiasm and the involvement was going to have to outlive Donald Trump uh, soon, much sooner than later, and it's going to have to spread on its own. Nobody lives forever, and nobody can work forever, and that's just the way it is. 
All right. Well, great call tonight. Thank you guys so much. I'm glad that we had this uh, this talk. And tomorrow we will have another one. That's the end of the week after tomorrow. Uh, thank you again for for keeping me company. It's been, you know, we're all going through stuff off air, and here we are when we come on air. It's been a nice nice way to spend the evening. So, have yourself a good night, and I will talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters. Starting with the American Girl, Scuba Steve, Dan Schumann, Jesse Woke, Gino, Claire Bear, Texas, Attitude at Altitude, Captain 43, Captain Cast Iron, Stostube, and that's all we have for tonight. Thank you guys so much. Everybody else on Foxhole, enjoy your evenings. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Nighty night.